Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everyone, welcome to Star Trek. Nope, this is Excellent Adventure. Did you do that on purpose? No. Whoa. Hey, everyone. Welcome to to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure in Space. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Hello. Hello. Hello, Captain Matt. Hi. How are you? You know, I'm fine. What year is it? I'm the ranking officer. Oh, it's 2020. You sure? Yeah, I just have a starship. Mm. It's pretty cool. Okay. Gotcha. I'm Star Trek on it. In the hallways, <laughs> everyone looks at us weird. Huh. Anyway, good Sunday unto you. And to you. Good Sunday unto all. Wow. Huzzah. <sighs> Hello. Hello. So, you know, just your typical Sunday here at the Shafrira house. Yep. Lots to do, lots to discuss. What day is it? 
It's Sunday, as no, you just I know. said. It's the 25th. It's the 25th. My brain was like, did we talk about our anniversary? I'm like, well, that was that had to be a long time ago. That was two weeks ago. You know, it only feels like one week ago. Whoa. You know, that's just how recent it feels. Wow. Because it was such an adventure, you know? It was. So many clues. With the scavenger hunt. Yep. Um, let's see. What's doing here? What's happening here? Hello. Henry turned 18 months yesterday. He did it, everyone. He made it. 18 months. He's a real toddler. Really interesting that there's only, it feels like there's been way more than 18 months with him. Really? Yes. If you ask me how many months we've had Henry, I'd be like, 100. <laughs> it's been 100 months. Uh, it is weird to look at old pictures of him. Well, you know, a lot, a lot of... Because, like, like, we kind of look the same, but he looks very different. Well, it's kind of like that's how puppies are, you know? Mm. You look, yep. You look different. You look different every day, and then all of a sudden you're, like, the same for 10 years. Yep. So, Henry will look the same starting next week <laughs> for 10 years. Because <laughs> he's a puppy. He's like Benjamin Button, <laughs> the baby. Um, yeah, 18 months. Um very particular about all of the things. And he has a lot of strong opinions. He really does. Aggressive opinions sometimes. Really, really bit of... I felt like he took a chunk out of my nose. He does like to bite your nose. Oh, my God. He really just, like, chomped down. He, was, has, he just went... Dee-da, ha. <laughs> he has very sharp little chompers, yes, too. He does. Um... Yeah, what's I mean? What's happening here? What's going on? What's going on with you, Dory? What's what? What did you do all week while I worked and slept? I worked. It's essentially, all I did was work and sleep. I mean, I worked. Yeah, yeah. You got your you're pumping out that book. You know, pumping finishing, out the book, finishing that up. Got, you got podcast you got, stuff. You got the pod empire going. Yep, the pod pyre. Yep. And I mean, that's kind of it. Yeah. I had a Zoom with some of my mom friends on Wednesday night. I remember that because I went to bed early yeah. during your Zoom. Yeah, which was at like 8.30. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it's weird because like, you know, we were all in a parent and mommy and me class till our kids were, well, I was in the class till Henry was probably about 10 months, nine or 10 months. And then we saw each other a bunch of times Maybe, no, he was younger. He was like eight months. But we saw each other a bunch of times like before lockdown. Yeah. But we haven't really seen each other. And it's just weird to think about like if the pandemic hadn't happened, I probably would be seeing these moms and their kids like all the time. Yeah. And could you imagine how many birthday parties I would have had to go to? We did. We did. Skip, we did get to skip a lot of birthday parties because lockdown happened right before all the. Oh, yeah. All of Henry's friends started turning one because all of Nailed his friends' it. birthdays are from like March to May. And I kind of hope that this like sort of society reevaluates their, uh, their sort of uh, over. Uh, what would you call it? Uh, overvaluing of a child's single birthday party. Mm. You know, parties mm-hmm. are fine. Like small get-togethers are fine, but I don't need to go somewhere for a child's very young birthday where there's like a live band and a tent and et cetera. Are you seems, speaking from experience? It just seems <laughs> unnecessary. Um, I agree. I mean, Especially I was... now that you can do everything on Zoom. 
And I mean everything. Right, Jeffrey Tubin? Topical humor. Good one, honey. Thank you. Um, yeah, so, you know, it's like, it's nice to be able to check in with them just to like see how everyone's doing and how everyone's kids are. But Yeah, and how everyone's birthday parties would have been. Mm-hmm, you yeah. should be like, we were actually going to rent uh, helicopters for Henry's first birthday and all the kids would get to pilot their own helicopter. Yep. That's exactly what we were going to do. Just make up, make up some extravagant thing, outlandish. Yes, and then be like, "Oh, we're so bummed. We had, we had brought, flown in all of the Great British Bake Off winners to, <laughs> to bake showstopper cakes." Um, we have we have started taking him to playgrounds. I think we mentioned that before. Um, I took him to a new. Well, actually, no, he had been to that playground once. I took him to the playground that we went to over Thanksgiving with my sister and her family, like the one by Larchmont. Oh, yeah, 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 Van Ness and Beverly. Yeah, I took him there yesterday. And they have some pretty tall slides there, and he was like... They do have pretty tall slides. I mean, it. I remember watching uh, our nephew Sam head down those slides. Well, Henry went down those slides yesterday. Well, that is, that is an extraordinarily large slide. I know. But he was like, he went down over and over again. and like Head first each time? No, he goes down. He now goes down on his stomach, feet first. <laughs> On his stomach feet first. So he just sl- slides down it backwards, essentially. Correct. Yes. All right. I suppose it's not, I mean, look, it's not much less scary if you're not looking down, you know? If you're just looking at where you were as opposed to where you're going. Yeah. I mean, I. You should really let the past be the past, but. I did not want, I, I don't want him to go down head first. I think that would be fine, too. You do? Yes. Well, he goes down feet first now. All right. But. He just, I mean, again and again, he was going. And like every time he'd get to the bottom, he'd be like, <laughs> he had the biggest grin on his face. It's good. But imagine he's a how thrill many seeker. diseases he could get from those slides besides COVID. Yeah. Well, he did get a stomach bug. He did from the meatballs. I don't care what everyone else says. I think he got it from meatballs. Matt thinks he got food poisoning. The doctor no, said I he just, had a I bug. I don't think he got food poisoning. I just think he just like it didn't agree with his tummy. Mm. whatever the ingredient was you know i mean he's had them before with no consequences like if you sometimes like you know if i if he sometimes if i eat like uh, too much cheese like oh i don't feel so good Mm. you know yeah that's what i think happened to henry okay thank you you're welcome uh let's see i got him I, i got up with him yesterday and today this morning i tried to get him to enjoy some Muppet Christmas Carol. How'd that go? He just was like, he watched the same 10 seconds over and over again because he kept hitting the button to go back 10 seconds. So he just watched the rat puppets close up Scrooge's shop for the night. Like a thousand times. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then... What else did we do? We took out all of his toys as one does. He was very excited about his Legos today. And then we tried a little Sesame Street. He's weird. He doesn't like um he just likes the same things over and over again. Hmm. Wonder where he got that from. Uh, shut up. 
<laughs> oh, you know he oh, he did hold a little bit of attention for. Um, I was on HBO Max, and they have the like a very extensive Looney Tunes collection. Oh, I showed him uh, the Bugs Bunny baseball one from 1944, and he was kind of into that. A lot of the Looney Tunes stuff is very violent. Uh, I think the baseball bugs one's pretty, you know. Benign? Yeah. All right. He's playing baseball. Okay. It's a bunch of, a bunch of, a bunch of guys, a bunch of bullies. Hmm. Anyway. So, yes. How was your work week? How was my work week? I'm trying to remember this week. Oh my God! Where is it? where? What happened? It was a it was a busy week because it's like you know usually the second episode of the three episode block is the busiest for me because it's lunches are like taken up by like table reads and stuff, and then this week I had like a production meeting during one of them, and then I had to do there was a tone meeting, um, and. Or two versions of the script came out, so I had to reread, and then it's hard to also like get your head into a different script while you're making a script. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Next week is uh, we'll shoot it, and then I got to assume there's got to be a table read next week. I mean, we could table during the hiatus, but yeah, I don't know. I just get like a little, I get a little. Uh, tired of like the lunches disappearing to like other stuff yeah that's hard it is it's annoying because it's you get no break yeah it's a like 12 to 14 hour day in a row right at that point right um but i saw henry twice last week right you so i'm in the morning once and then in the and then you Thursday, you were well Thursday friday yeah so there you go. What? I know. It's just like sad. What? You don't see him that much. No, I don't see him at all. You know. But that's the deal we made when we decided to get him up at 630 in the morning. And no earlier. Yep. Maybe I'll see him during daylight savings week, which is my week off. <laughs> Whatever. Uh... And we washed washed the cars today. Washed one of them yesterday, one of them today. He enjoys that. He does like that, yep. He tries to help. Ka, ka. Yep. And, yeah, that was it. I had some eggnog yesterday. Really, it's Christmas over here already, guys. <laughs> We've skipped over Halloween and Thanksgiving. We've gone straight, straight to Christmas. I mean, I'm skipping over both on purpose. First of all, I don't really even... Not a Halloween guy. Yeah. I like the fall. You mm-hmm. know, I like the signification of the fall. Um, and then Thanksgiving is great, but on a year when we're not going anywhere, nor can anyone come here, I'm like, let's fucking just jump to Christmas. It is kind of a bummer. I tried to get a Christmas tree going this weekend, but Costco's hours didn't agree with us. So. I mean, we could go this afternoon. 
You're going to the park. I was going to, but like we could go to Costco instead. Oh, go to Costco in the middle of the afternoon. Okay. It's a terrible time. You should go to Target to get my prescription. Thanks. Okay. No, you need to go to Target yourself to get a flu shot. You should go to Target to get my flu shot. I cannot do that. I think you can. No. I'm not going to go get a flu shot at Target. You said you were going to get one this weekend. Yeah, but we didn't say Target. Where are you going to get it? I don't know. We'll just go on the lot. You keep saying that, but you haven't gotten it. Well, it's because they had the thing the one day, and then they didn't have the thing again after Okay, that. so you said you'd get it at CVS, and the, the CVS is inside Target. I'm not going to do it there. Why? Because I'd have to go there. Yeah, I'm not going. To get my prescription? Yeah, I'm not You're going. You're very rude. Well, I really want you to get a flu shot. I'll get one. Don't worry about it. You who keep cares? saying that, but you have not. Why do I need a flu shot when you're the one who gets sick all the time? Everyone needs a flu shot. We're in a pandemic. You're a pandemic. Yes, I am. You are. Yeah. She's a pandemic, everyone. I'm a pandemic. We should shut it down. Yep. No, everyone put a mask on. I'm on lockdown. catch Dory. Yep. Ugh. The worst. Yeah, it's the worst. You're the worst pandemic there ever was. Yep. Because you make me go to Target. I know. I'm the worst. I don't want to go to Target. What if I catch COVID at the Target and then die because I was getting a flu shot? You won't. Oh, I won't catch COVID at all at Target. No, you won't. It's perfectly fine. Yes. You know, I don't go anywhere. I know you don't. (sighs) One of us takes it seriously. The other is Dory. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, It's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. 
I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know uh, stripes on the top of it. it's like well hey look at me i'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person they've got those too and they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff you know if for all you frill seekers out there folks all i'm saying is you heard me talk about bombas for years now i don't know why you haven't done anything about it get comfy this spring and give back with bombas Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey, everyone, we're back. We just discussed the meaning of weekends. <laughs> and I said the weekends on Friday. <sighs> Don't forget to email us at Matt and Dory Gmail or DoryandMatt at gmail.com. Listen, all of you people who message me after the podcast goes up to say that I'm a saint for putting up with Matt, I appreciate you. Keep oh. those messages coming. Everyone who messages me, I don't get them. I don't go on social media. Do people say that? Yeah. That's horrible. Whatever. You're a lot. You're. Ay, ay, ay. Guys, we've had plenty of arguments that Dory's made me cut because she looks like a monster. So, uh, me, I don't care. I, I put up whatever the hell they want. So, let's just think about that for a second. Okay. Continue, Dory Shafrir. Thinking about it. Birthday queen of the United States of America. Go ahead. No, it's fine. No, no, it's fine. You're, you're, you're a saint. It's not that I'm a hey, saint. saint. It's that like... Saint Gloire. It's that... Continue. You, when you do things like refuse to get a flu shot, it's very frustrating. I don't refuse to get a flu shot. That's not at all what's happening. I usually get my flu shot before you. Well, you haven't gotten it. It's not like I'm not going to get a flu shot. You kind of just said you weren't going to get one. No, I said I wasn't going to go to Target today. No, you said, why do I even need a flu shot? I don't go anywhere. I'm still going to get one. Hi. What's wrong with you? I'm just trying to protect you and you our family. Tell them about the dream you had where you were at the park without your mask. <laughs> That's a funny dream. I was at the park with Henry and I take my mask down for a second. I don't know why. Get a drink of water or something. For some reason there she didn't have to obviously take off her mask. And I look up and I see I see Matt like across the park with like a telephoto lens taking a picture of me with my mask down and then he's like i knew it yeah yeah so if anyone's like curious about what her psyche is obviously she feels a little guilty about her lax covidness i am really cautious i'm more cautious okay fine the covid's are real. I agree. Okay, I'm just saying. You know what? I, I honestly feel like I cannot win because... You're a winner in my heart. 
you on on one side i have you being like you're not careful enough you're not careful enough i'm so careful i'm the most careful yes blah blah blah. then on the other side whenever i talk whenever i would talk about this on forever 35 i would get people messaging us being like dory you're so judgmental about like covid stuff <laughs> like what do you mean that i would be like i don't feel comfortable like leaving like i there was you know there was a while where i didn't leave the house yeah and i was like i don't feel comfortable leaving the house and people would be like you're so judgmental like how does you not being comfortable leaving the house make you judgmental? i mean i think it was a projection of them feeling guilty about what they were doing and so they called oh, me judgmental okay that's very different and then i had other people being like you know you have a family and for those of us who are single and we're like trapped in our houses like you know you need to be sympathetic to that and like and all this stuff and i was like i am like i just and i was like i'm saying what i feel comfortable with like this is me this is not like also by like not leaving you're also not putting anyone else at risk right like i I don't know that it was just so weird and then i was like okay great i can't like i can't win so i think you can how go to target to get my prescription Mm -hmm. and then i'll get a flu shot when and you're a winner. When and where? I told you by the week's end. <laughs> uh-uh. Oh, you're a saint. You put up with that. <laughs> Duh. Just get it done, everybody out there. Hi. You also need to vote. I'm a voter. You haven't voted yet. It's also October still. I know, but it's a very long ballot. I don't mind a long ballot. Okay. Nor do I mind a long line to exercise my civil duty. Okay. To once again write in Hillary Clinton. So wait, let me get this straight. You feel comfortable going to vote in person, but you don't feel comfortable going to Target. If I have to risk my life for the liberties of America and its democracy, that's one thing. But, but to risk it, my life for a flu but shot. But they've made it super easy to not have to vote in person. There's these ballot boxes all over the city. How do you know you're not putting one in the RNC's ballot box? Because I know where the official ones are yeah. and I know what they look yeah. like. And also... I, what if I dump mine in a fake box? Well, I can I can drop it for you in the box that I dropped mine in and I already got the notification saying it had been received I'd, and counted. I was going to drop mine in this box that said, Make America Great Again. That's the right 2020. box. Yep, that's the right one. That's the one I dropped mine in. Lock her up. Yep. But his emails. <laughs> that's the box I put it in, right? Mine's both going to count. Yeah. Okay, good. Because no. <laughs> there are some emails, apparently, about uh, some of the, somebody's emailing the Ukraine. Meanwhile, America has now uh, co-signed a uh, no right to abortion with Uganda, the Republic of something, <laughs> uh, another fake island. And uh, we're doing great, everybody. All right. Enough about us. But an email. Enough about us. We're boring everyone. Oh, I don't think we're boring anyone. Except most of the audience. <laughs> Continue. I'm going to read some emails. 413-461-BABY is the phone number. Or you can email us voice memos, which I feel like more and more people are doing every week, which Good. is great. All right. This first email is from Anonymous. Hi, Dory, Matt, Henry, and Bo. I'm looking for sage advice from you all and or the egghead community. I listen to all you I listen to you all regularly. Crossover from Forever 35, not because we have fertility issues, but because our daughter and Henry are the same age. And I love following along with his shenanigans and milestones. 
But I'm writing on behalf of a friend. I live on the East Coast and her on the West. She and her husband have had unexplainable fertility issues for years and many pregnancy losses. They have tried IUI unsuccessfully and we're hoping to try IVF soon. But she just experienced pregnancy loss back to back to back. I've sent flowers before after a loss and I'm always there to listen to her event via text or Zoom, but I feel helpless. What can I do to support her? We live far apart, as I said, so that's a factor in the equation. Thank you for any insight you can provide. Sincerely anonymous in Washington, D.C. in 1,890 square feet with a husband and toddling toddler. Back to back to back. That sucks. How long between? No, I know it doesn't say. I'm just curious out loud. I mean, back to back to back implies like pretty quickly one after the other, I guess. I don't know. That sounds really hard. That sounds like something's afoot in the baby oven. Is that what we'll call it? <laughs> yeah, that's the medical <laughs> term. Baby uh, oven. No, but it sounds like there's some 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 underlying issue here. I know, but that wasn't her question. No, I'm diagnosing it. I'm now a doctor, everybody. Don't forget your flu shots if they're convenient. Um... I mean, I don't even know what to do. Listen, Anonymous, I feel like you are you are being really supportive. And I understand feeling helpless in this situation. But, like, ultimately, it is one that is out of your control. It's not one that you can fix. And all that you can do is be there for her and listen to her and just, you know, be her shoulder to cry on or not. If she doesn't want to talk, like that's fine too. I think just telling her, checking in with her, telling her that you're there if you, if she wants to talk, sending her texts that are like, no need to respond. I'm just, you know, I'm thinking of you. Um, those were always, I always appreciated messages like that. So just some suggestions. I think flowers is, is really sweet. Um, maybe like a pampering, some sort of like spa pampering gift or something to just like have her focus on her own self-care. Maybe a nice candle she could leave on overnight. Yeah, maybe like the candle that you got your husband for your anniversary. That I mean, you should have walked in and be like, oh, he was using it. I, I was, and then I was like, oh, he oh, left it on, and it totally burned it down. all night. <laughs> and we could have burned the house down, and the candle's gone. Mm, we couldn't have burned it. I'm using it right now. What do you mean it's gone? It's right here. Okay. It's pretty useless at this point. But. <laughs> um, Anonymous, it sounds like you're a really good friend, so thank you for reaching out about this. And being a friend. Yeah. All right, let's move on. You would see the biggest gift would be from me. And the card attached would say, Sorry, you lost the baby. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Not laughing at me, laughing at Dory's reaction to her idiot husband for saying awful things. Wow. But writing a pretty good song parody. Okay. And, all right, we've lost most listeners. Continue. (laughs) This is from Jess. Hey, Matt and Dory. Okay, I'm definitely projecting myself onto your situation, so take this with a grain of salt. (laughs) 
<laughs> I am a saint. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> uh, it's pretty funny to me. I don't know. I'm sorry, everyone. You got to have some... Uh, I gotta go <laughs> get a flu shot. I'll see you later, everybody. All right. Um. Okay. I do not deal with regrets well. So, if I were in your situation, I would need to do another retrieval to try for a second child. I think that all of Matt's concerns can be overcome. The money slash time for bonding will be figured out. Kids have wonderful relationships with their parents who have less time and money than you do. The fact that you're mindful of it means that you're an amazing father, in my humble opinion. I know Matt is trying to wait out Dory, but I don't think she's going to change her mind before biology says it's too late. Even though Dory's eggs look great right now, the fact is that there is a ticking clock, and I'm afraid of how you both will feel when you can't do another retrieval, even if you wanted to. So I say go all out for one more retrieval and see what happens, or maybe at least freeze some eggs or something. Thanks for all you do for us, Jess, in 2,000 square feet in Minnesota with a husband, Miracle Science one-year-old, and Golden Retriever. Just seems to be content with one miracle science baby and a golden retriever. Just doesn't say one way or the other. No, I got the tone from the email. Okay. It all came through there. Oh, really? Because they have a golden retriever. Oh, I see. Should we just get a golden retriever? I think Bo would feel threatened. I think Bo would love it. You do? Yeah, a puppy golden retriever that Bo raises. Oh, no. Bo would raise it to be like Bo. Yep. And it'd be so much fun. Think about it. No. You'd be like, well, I never had a dog to grow up with. Mm-hmm. Well, now we can get him one. Mm. A golden retriever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really hard to get dogs right now. And then Henry can ride them both. Yeah, but I would love that. Like some sort of chariot. Mm-hmm. They'll be they'll pull a chariot of, of some sort of wagon for Henry. Mm-hmm. And he'll ride it up and down the driveway mm-hmm. looking for poop. Mm-hmm. Beep, beep, beep. That's what he says. That's what he says when he sees poop. <laughs> Um. Yes, it's hard to get dogs right now. Thank God. Yep. A lot of them have been adopted. That's true. It's very exciting. Mm-hmm. And some people are still going to breeders. Yep. But you know what? There's no puppies or dogs available at your local kennel. Then okay. Otherwise, I'd be very upset with you. Mm-hmm. Let us continue. Okay. We have a voicemail. Hi, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. This is Jenna from North Carolina, the one who is originally from Kalamazoo, birthplace of Gibson Guitars. So I am um, chuckling a little to myself because I haven't been a weekly listener over the pandemic because I've been on maternity leave and so not in the car or really able to listen to podcasts. Um, but I've been keeping up as best I can. And a few weeks ago, when Matt was still on hiatus, he made a joke that he wishes that he was um, listening and could just jump ahead to the next weekend to hear how his first week back went. He mm. was having a lot of anxiety and stress about going back to work. And I was one of those people who could jump right ahead to the next week's podcast. And Matt, you did great. Um, (laughs) You got right back into work and everything was fine. And I just want to draw a parallel between your anxiety about having a second kid. Um, You know, I wrote in earlier this summer 
um, that my husband also had a lot of anxiety about having our second child, what, and what that second child is now six months old. Body is pressured into having another child, and you know it's it's just not as bad as you think it's going to be. It and it's it's in fact all the things that Dory imagines. It's wonderful. Boy, who, who picks these voicemails and, and emails? See, um, both kids interact. Oh, I know. And um, the older. The baby gets, you know, the, the more they're going to be able to play together and have that relationship. And the other thing is, it's so nice to have a second kid because all of those lessons you learned with the first one, you get to apply. You're so much more confident. Um, it doesn't mean it's easy. It's not easy. And, and you know that anyone who, who knows parenting knows that it's not easy. But the second time is, it's just different and it's very um, rewarding and I just thought it was an interesting parallel listening to you this week. Be so anxious about the thought of having a second child. Um, was very similar to how anxious you were feeling about going back to work. And everything went fine and you're doing it. And, um, you know, another thing about talking to little Matt and what does little Matt need or want. You know, you are a high level producer on a major sitcom and that was that was one of your dreams was to was to write sitcoms and you're doing it um and so you have so much to be proud of and grateful for and it's it's just been such a pleasure to listen to the two of you and and to kind of get to know you through your podcast and thank you for both for continuing to share your story and i wish you all the best and i i'm right here cheering you on whether you have another child or not. I mean, honestly, either way, it, everything's going to be wonderful and everything's going to be great. Um, so thanks again for all you do. Again, this is Jenna from North Carolina. I live in about 2,500 square feet um, with two science babies now and an, um, a husband and a cranky old cat. Um, take care. Be well. Thank you. For the voicemail. Do you have any thoughts? Well, week two was really the hard week when we shot that airplane episode. Really? It wasn't... It should have uh, been... That's the one I should have been worried about. Granted, it was, because that was what we were going to shoot first. Mm. Uh, but, you know, that's that's all done and gone. And uh, Do I have any regrets? Hmm. Yes. Um, I regret that I told everybody that I had regrets. <laughs> I look. I don't. What is happening here? Is this what people are emailing about this week? Yes. Is this what? What was last week's about? Did we? We was talked it, about was this it on the podcast yes, last it week, was on or the is this podcast. somehow just creeping in? No, no. I wish I remembered what last week's episode was. We talked about it. I got kind of sad. You got sad. Yeah. When? when? On the sh- on the podcast. I got you. Okay. So I think people are responding to that. Oh, okay. You're a saint, you know? I know. That's the way you put up with him. Look, it's hard to be me. That's the messages. That's all the messages you get. Yeah. You're just such a saint. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. What? Look, maybe you should look within. I did. What'd you find? Well, Anything? I found uh, a lot. A lot of stuff. Oh, yeah? So much stuff. Okay. All right. Well, let's take a break. I haven't even brought this up in therapy yet. You have too much else to discuss? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Okay, we're back, everybody. And in case you're wondering, I did go to Target. You did. I dragged everybody to Target. Yep. I didn't realize that the long break crux of the issue was that you don't want to go by yourself. But I think that's so interesting because you're okay with sending me by myself, but well, you don't want to go by yourself. You're like into it, you know? You're into going to Target. Mm. It's like a thing you like to do. You know, I used to like to do it. You did. You used to really like to grocery shop. It was too. my favorite thing to do. And then Coronas. Yeah. The irony of it all is that they were out of flu shots. And isn't it ironic? <laughs> don't, don't, don't you think? A little too ironic. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I really do think. Um, yes, we went to Target. Matt got his meds. No flu shot. No flu shot. And he said, uh, is FedExing it? They were being FedExed in, you know? Oh. The resupply. We're they're not supposed gonna be to be there to... tomorrow. And uh, he said, uh, but it's FedEx, so, you know. FedEx has really sucked lately. Hey, look, they're going through a lot. Yeah, I know. But, like, stuff has gotten, know. stuff of mine has gotten lost. Stuff of mine has gotten so delayed. And then even, like, the regular stuff, it takes, like, I know we're in a pandemic. I'm not complaining. I'm just like. Sounds like you are saying that they suck. It's just fascinating. UPS, I find so much better. Postal uh, service, I find so much better. Yeah, FedEx has, I've had the most problems with FedEx. Same. In my life. Same. I, they lost a guitar once. Their, their ground takes so long. I agree with that. Maybe they need more hubs. Maybe. I don't know what it is, but UPS, ha- like I, I would send something UPS way before I would send something. UPS I find to be so much more um, efficient. Yeah, and also I like our UPS guy. Our UPS guy's good guy. Yep. Our FedEx person changes constantly. That I was just going to say that. Yeah. I think that's interesting. Whereas we've had the same UPS guy for years. He was at our old house too. Five years. Yeah. Yeah. Because we've been, you know, we moved in the same neighborhood. Which makes me think UPS treats their drivers better. UPS is like the third largest employer in the United States. Wow. Well, it's like Walmart, McDonald's, UPS, something like that. Hmm. Well, it shows. Um, I think I think the head of FedEx is also a big Trump supporter. But do you have any evidence that you just you just can't spout stuff on a podcast <laughs> with no with you can't just go on a whim okay, hold and on. go you know pretty sure that guy likes the worst guy. <laughs> No, she's looking it up. She's looking it up. Well, why not put? Why wouldn't Trump put him in charge of the of the United States Postal Service? I don't know. I mean, if you're gonna have an evil millionaire plan, that'd, that'd be the one to do. That's true. He's a longtime Republican supporter, but it looks like he's mixed on Trump. Uh, so, so I so I take it back. Thank you. Hi, I'm Matt, and I like facts. Thank you, facts. Thank you, Fats. Fake news. 
Um, one thing that I do want to say before we yeah, go there to the was next... a time where like okay, you know, you just they were like um, somewhat moderate Republicans. It's a good time. Bill Weld, no longer Republican. He's a libertarian now. Yeah, Bill Weld, Romney brought health care to Massachusetts. <laughs> I know, and now that he's the senator from Utah, he's so much more conservative. Well, he's the senator from Utah. I know. So, I mean, what are you going to do? They can't even have caffeine over there. That's true. Um, I was just going to say, I think we should like, put a moratorium on listeners weighing in on the second child debate. Uh, but not listeners weighing in. From now on, after your square footage, I'd like to know how much you weigh. Uh <laughs> <laughs> we can lose the where you're from i just want square footage <laughs> how much you weigh and how many hot dogs you've had in the past year oh thank you um yeah i think i think we're just gonna kind of discuss this amongst ourselves and not open uh, it up to don't the, you worry to the everyone. peanut gallery it'll be open up to the peanut gallery soon enough but for now, we're going to just... For now, we're just going to all go to Target together. We're just going to go to Target together. Exactly. You know, Target loves Trump. Do they? I'm, again, see, oh, you're that's a made-up that thing that I just made up. But, oh, like, I see. someone's going to hear that and go, <gasps> and also, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Let's hear another email. How? I'm going to read it. Ah. Okay. This is from Irina. She says, hi, Matt and Dory. I wanted to send a reply to the woman who's concerned that her friend is going to experience postpartum depression. And in particular, your advice about not taking on another's burden or anticipate a situation that hasn't happened yet. I have to say that I wholeheartedly disagree. Yes. I think it's incredibly thoughtful and sweet that this woman is concerned for her friend. And I think there is something she can do, which is something that I did when I was struggling with a very intense amount of pregnancy anxiety. Bow or something? No. Or the baby? What am I hearing? The baby's sound asleep. Mm, okay. With his butt in the air. Typical Henry. Yeah. Uh, oh. I do hear Bo. Yeah, Bo was whining. Let's bring Bo in. How'd he get uh, out, first of all? I don't know. Are, are we hearing him from the house? Oh, yeah, because the witness, the, 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 the uh, airing out the house. Yes. I knew I heard of something. I'm going to be a pretty good dad someday. I have pretty good hearing through headphones. He's probably like, why would you guys abandon me in the house? Henry's asleep. There's nothing for me to do here. I've eaten all the food. Hi. Hi, Bo. Sorry, Bo. Your dad heard you. He was standing at the window. Yeah, no, I whining mean, out like, the window. I heard him. I know. And I was like, I didn't hear him till you said it. That's and a then baby like, or a dog. It was not a baby. It is a big baby. It is a very big Look baby. He's such a baby. He's like, whoa, guys. Now he's laying down in here. So <laughs> different than what he was doing in there. <laughs> uh, okay. All right, back to disagreeing. Back to disagreeing. Um. I think there is something she can do, which is something that I did when I was struggling with a very intense amount of pregnancy anxiety. 
and afraid that it would continue and get worse or even lead to postpartum depression after I gave birth. Now, I do recommend that the pregnant woman see a therapist and in particular, one who specializes in perinatal mood disorders. Perinatal? That means... um, All the natals? I thought it meant like while you were pregnant. Am I making that up? Wouldn't that just be natal? Relating to the time, usually a number... Oh, okay. I did not know this definition. Is... Uh, usually a number of weeks immediately before and after birth. Gotcha. All right. Like a perennial flower, but natal. Yep. Okay. Um, But what my therapist advised me that was extremely helpful is that I put together a postpartum care plan with my husband and loved ones in order to get ahead of the problem. This plan involved choosing a few people who I would designate as points of contact who could talk to me non-judgmentally about what was going on with me. These people also took the time to educate themselves about postpartum anxiety and depression symptoms because the truth is most women suffer in silence after giving birth and may not even know that what they're feeling is not normal and needs to be treated. These friends and my husband basically had all of the same knowledge that I did about postpartum anxiety and depression, but I also empowered them to take emotional temperature checks on me and call me out should I start to exhibit symptoms and not recognize it myself, which is common. Formulating this plan at the advice of my therapist really helped me get ahead of the problem, and I think it was absolutely instrumental in my postpartum mental health. We also included other things in this postpartum plan, such as my husband making sure to take the baby so I could nap once a day after he got home from work, or him changing the baby in the morning before work so I could shower every day. But really, having him and a few friends to depend on Should my perinatal mood disorder get worse was extremely helpful. A lot of moms suffer through postpartum depression and silence and don't know that they can and should get help. So having a few people who can understand what you're going through and gently nudge you or push you if that's what you need in the direction of a medical professional can be extremely helpful. I hope the woman is able to talk to her friend and perhaps formulate some sort of similar support plan. I read the other day that there has been a 148% increase in anxiety rates in new or expectant moms during the COVID-19 pandemic. So any little bit of extra support, honestly, (laughs) that's true that anyone can offer to us moms going through the difficulty of having a baby in a pandemic is extremely appreciated. All my best to her and all other pregnant and fellow new moms, Irina in Florida living in an 1100 square foot duplex with a husband, six month old baby boy born at the end of March. Who's barely met anyone an energetic border collie, a queen of the household kitty and a brand new sweetest pie kitten whose fuzzy snuggles are really helping my continued okay. anxiety. But did you weigh in? Well, she didn't know she had to weigh in. Oh, okay. Guys, please don't weigh in. I don't need to know how much you weigh. <laughs> but speaking of weight, oh, well, I'm, I'm not going to segue quite. That is my segue. But Irina, I just want to say thank you for this email and for gently checking us on our yeah um advice thank you i like that 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 she had a care plan uh i'd like a care plan for just my day day day-to-day life i mean i feel like people have tried who has i have you tried to make a care plan yeah who's my point of contact me you don't count you're um, always busy. Bo? I get home and you're like, I gotta record with Kate. I'm just trying to make dinner really quickly. 
I'm like, okay. I have to record anyway. And I go out here and I record a podcast. I guess Andy's my point of contact. Wow. And I just talk about Star Trek. Do you feel neglected? No. I feel overglected. Thank you. You feel reglected? I feel reglected. <laughs> I feel glected. <laughs> uh, we're actually not, we're going to stop recording at night, actually. Who is? Kate and me. Why? Kate and Kate I. And I um, because of her schedule. Uh, your schedule. Her schedule got better during the day? Yeah, oh, a little bit. All right. Well, there you go. So, so I won't be saying that anymore. Now I will feel bad that I have to record at night. See? Way to fucking go, Kate. <laughs> Great. See, I can't win. What am I going to record during the day? No, I can't. I'm busy from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. All right. Let's move on to the bake-off Maybe portion. Maybe I could, like, get Andy to, like, wake up at 4 a.m. You will Crank do, one no, out. No, I don't want you to wake up at 4. What if I got Andy to wake up at 4? No. And then we did the podcast, and then I went to work. No. Remember when I was doing... That is the worst after idea. ...after Trek, and we would do have to do this podcast at, like, 8 a.m. on Wednesdays or yes, something? Yes, I do. I miss those times. What if we did 20 minutes a day for three days? Sure. Every morning. At whatever, 5.10, 5.15. And then you went and took another nap, and then Henry got up. Sounds good, right? I mean, if you really want to do that, I would actually do that. But think about it. Do you really want to do I'm gonna that? I'm going to think about it. Okay. We could also try it for a week, see how it goes. I'm going to, I'll think about it. I'll, well, I mean, look, I guess it would have to be, first of all, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday are out because of COVID, COVID tests. <laughs> So Tuesday and Friday, I need three days. No, Monday, Wednesday and Friday. I'm sorry are out. So Tuesday, Thursday, we could maybe work that out. Yeah. I mean, the only problem is like we're recording today on Sunday. Yeah. And by Tuesday, are we going to have enough to talk about? Oh, so much. We only have to talk about only one segment. Yeah. But I mean, probably won't have gotten enough emails by then. Sounds like someone's just trying to not have to do a No, I'm actually not. butt crack of I gone. don't care. I'm just, <gasps> I'm more. Oh, now you don't care? No, I do care. Me I'm more too. concerned about the material. Oh. I want it to be up to snuff for our listeners. Well, I mean, our level of snuff is very low. Is it? Yeah, I don't think people expect much from this. Oh. Okay. Because if they do, they've been disappointed <laughs> for many, many, many years. <laughs> oh, that's true. Okay. So I'm going to bring out my, the segue I was trying to do before, which is speaking. Okay, so you're going to get a segue. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of weighing in. That'd be so funny. If, if I got she, a segue. She literally walked out of the shed and came back in with a segue. This is how I told you. That'd be really funny. That I got a segue. <laughs> I wouldn't hate a segue right now, you know, in COVID times. Yeah. Do people still buy segues or those things? Do they like, can you buy a segue? I don't know. I know that the Segway inventor died on a Segway. Oh, that's so dark. Off a cliff. No. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but I don't know if you can buy a Segway anymore. Weren't they like $5,000 or something? Yeah, they were They were exorbitant. I remember that. Maybe that's why they failed. I just don't think the world was ready for the I was just going to say, I actually think they were, like in all seriousness, I think they were ahead of their time. 
Well, they were. They were supposed to be like the new invention of the millennium. And like now we just have the stupid scooters and the little little bikes everywhere. I think they still exist completely as a way to tour um, cities. Oh, in interesting. Part of, in parts of tour groups, you know? So. Whoa, the Segway moped is out. The C80. The first ever smart moped style electric bike by Segway. Moped style electric bike. What does that mean? <laughs> and why are they on Indiegogo? That's so weird. And why have they gotten all their backers with four days left? Oh, I see. I could go ahead and support them for seven thousand, four, five, six thousand dollars, and I will get a, I will get a, a, I'll get a bike. It's basically they're selling pre-orders. I'll get three bikes. Well, that's interesting though. This idea of the moped, top speed of twenty miles an hour and a fifty-two point eight mile range, so it is in the bike category. But it's definitely but it looks a, moped. Like a moped. It's definitely a moped. I don't even. There are. Are there pedals on it? I bet there are. Wow, Segway, you've really done it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad we took this detour. But at 20 miles an hour, I still couldn't get. Let's see. Okay. So, oh, also security uh, people. Oh yeah, totally. Pop those around. Yep. yep oh yeah, yep. the Segway Two SE. Look at those tires. That is beefy yeah that's rugged a, tire that's a beefy boy <laughs> where do like where do you even buy them oh i mean you find a dealer watch this ready i'm gonna find a dealer guys uh let's see nine zero zero okay don't you don't have to say what our nine zero zero guess the rest everybody <laughs> uh i can go to segway los angeles on ocean ave in santa monica of course there's one in santa monica why wouldn't there be one in santa monica Oh, there's a couple. I could go. No, there isn't a couple. Or is there? No. Wow. Guys, I think I'm going to email Jason at Segway Dead LA. Uh, Should I get a Segway, everyone? You already have an electric. Oh, look, they make all these scooters and shit. Oh, that's Hmm. a cute scooter. Yeah, but how does that not get stolen? I don't know. Segway has really turned into something. I'll tell you that much. Look at this. A Segway go-kart. Wow. Uh, Look, I'm sorry I doubted you, Segway. I mean, it looks kind of fun, actually. What is this? The Segway 5? unicycle? Whoa! Oh, it's like a hoverboard. Yeah, but like a thing for your middle knees and... And if, uh, it looks like a scared dad with a daughter who's like, Dad, don't be stupid. <laughs> uh, I love wait. this. This woman just gets off of it with her skirt. What is the thing with the with the dog? That you can... Let Segway S Plus carry your stuff. Oh, so the dog went shopping for them and put everything in the Segway. Uh, let me see how much this costs. I'll buy a Segway Plus. Let's see what it costs. What's the damage going to be, everybody? Oh, $850. It's like both a lot and not a can lot. Can I buy, can I just buy Segways on the internet? No. Wait. I have to go to a Segway dealer for the actual Segway. No, it says add to cart. No, this is not, I don't count that as an actual Segway. Oh, I see. 
All right. This is an advanced personal robot with mobile AI. That seems terrifying. Huh. Oh, so it'll just follow along? I'll be like, come on. We're going, robot. But, like, what are you on? Are you on your Segway? I think you're walking. Oh, so it's like it's like those Postmates robot things. Yes. Oh, what? Segway makes rollerblades? <laughs> oh, they look wild. The Segway Drift W1. Balance, self-balancing electric skates. What's the mileage? How can I, how, what kind of mileage can I get on that? Stylish RGB lighting. <laughs> Guys, I've learned a lot about Segway today. What if I just bought, does Segway make bicycles? They okay. Make, they make can, a dirt can, e-bike can and we, kids e-bike. Can we Whoa, move, look at that e-bike. Can we move on from the Segway I'm portion? I'm busy. <laughs> Segway dirt e-bike. What is the speed? 31.1. That puts it in the... Uh, it's above tier three. Hmm. Well, it looks like they like people aren't supposed to ride it like on the street. It's for off-roading. Yeah, for now. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, I've learned a lot about Segway. Back to the British Bake Off. Back to Dory's Segway about I, Segways. Well, my Segway was, speaking of weighing in... Uh-huh, you weigh the flour. We heard off. we heard from Laura, mm. who writes, Hi, Matt and Dory. It's been a little while since I checked in, since 2018, she says. Mm. I corresponded about struggling with weight loss. I have since had gastric bypass and have lost 325 pounds. You've lost me. I am currently recovering from skin removal surgery. I will always and forever deal no, I never got that. with my eating disorder. And I decided to write in because Matt joked that Dory's solution to everything is therapy. I'm paraphrasing. And she's 100% right. I've heard of Bake Off before, but never watched it. Your conversations about it drove me to binge it. And I am hooked. Please discuss it more. I need to find a dedicated Bake Off pod. Lastly... The square footage aspect of the voicemail slash emails cracked me up. I'm amazed that people know this. I'm amazed that people still keep doing it. I inherited my childhood home after my mom passed. And all I know is it's a four bedroom, one bath house house with too much yard. Hope all is well. Laura in Pennsylvania with a seven year old floofy chiweenie. Um, Laura, congratulations. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Major. Uh, good on you. And back to. Guess what? My spacebar works. Okay, back to Dory's spacebar. <laughs> um, Laura, that's amazing. Congratulations, and thank you for updating us. When you said you hadn't written in since 2018, I went back and looked at what you had emailed us, and um, it sounds like you're in a much better place than you had been. So, I'm happy for you. Here, here. What would you like to know about Bake Off? It's the worst class of bakers I've ever seen. They couldn't make eclairs. That, okay. was, a, that was a disaster. So so we actually got some clarification on, on this. On brownies and eclairs? Well, okay. Maria, we got a few messages about Bake Off. Okay. This is from Maria. Hi, Dorian Matt. Until I watched this week's Pastry Week, I agreed with you that it seemed the bakers weren't as strong as previous years. I wondered if dedicating several weeks to living in a Great British Bake Off bubble would be a barrier to, to potential bakers, thus reducing the number to choose from. Didn't we just discuss this? That like, yes. you know. No, we didn't. I don't think we ever had a discussion about what the potential entry pool would be. No, I think we did because we said like, who would be able to take all that time off 
to live in a bubble. A lot of people in a pandemic when they're not I guess working. so. Um, but then I wondered how in the world the bakers were planning and practicing their bakes. And Google tells me they have only two days between episodes to practice in their bubble kitchen. In normal times, they have five days in their own space where everything and everyone is familiar. So I will now forgive them for most anything. In pastry week, there's nothing at all to forgive. They are all terrific, and I'm grateful for the joy they bring to our lives. With gratitude to you, too. Did you watch a different episode, Brooke? (laughs) Maria B. Maria B. Your instant hotel spoiler. (laughs) Maria, what are you talking about? All their pastry looked terrible. No, that's not true. All right. I don't want want to spoil anything. A couple of cages look nice. Yeah, the, the, the person who got... Star Baker, I thought, did a good job. The person who was voted off, voted off. The person who, who was kicked off, um, did not do a good job. I don't even remember who was Star Baker. I honestly can't even think. Oh, I now I remember. I think it was someone. Well, no, I won't. Does out don't. And I'm not going to say anything. Okay. Um, but like, I mean, they all couldn't make a shoe pastry. It was so weird to me. That was a little weird. I I admit. Yeah, their clears were not impressive. But their what was the first thing they had to bake? A tart? No, that uh, was the, the, pa- that was the pasties. The pasties. Oh sure, yeah, and they just some people didn't crimp it. Yeah, those all looked not great. Correct. Look. All right. Weak class. Here's a voice memo about Bake Off. Hi, this is Katie from Atlanta calling in for the Bake Off portion of the podcast. Um, I was listening to you guys talk about how you think that maybe this is just a really bad batch of bakers. And I was talking about this with my brother over the weekend. And I have a feeling it is less about the bakers and more about the environment that they're in because they're all quarantined together and I'm not quite sure how like the 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 practice situation like is um I'm assuming they got told ahead of time when they were still at home what all the challenges were so that they could like plan and prep but how are they practicing in their bubble and like if they're you know not practicing well maybe it's playing with their confidence like i have i think i think it's more to do about the situation than the bakers themselves i think both marks are pretty good um so you know like i have no idea so i don't know I, i it could literally be like the worst bakers in all of of the united kingdom and i would still watch because it just brings me so much joy so just wanted to call in and let you guys know that um as always, love the show, love what you guys do. And if you started a Bake Off podcast, I'd uh, probably listen to that. So have a good one. Bye. Katie followed up to say, also, no way the brief for the brownie challenge didn't include something about decoration or topping. Otherwise, why would they all do it? I can't remember ever eating a decorated brownie. Um, I, I I don't know why they all would do it. And But like they said, even on the show, that if anyone had just made a regular brownie, they'd probably have won. Yeah very weird um all right well thank you all for weighing in on this we we do have uh one more important voicemail that we need to address here we go oh boy hello this is christian 
the uh, sun-dried tomato and basil wheat thin defender. Boo! To say, they are Boo. by far the best wheat thins. Get out of here! Wheat thins. The only thing is, I wish there was more than one serving per box. Ha! That's a good, Thank you. Good wheat thin humor. <laughs> good. Wow. Good wheat. Wow. Wheat thin him, humor. I booed him and then I enjoyed the. I enjoyed have the, you ever, have you even tried the sun dried tomato? Ones? Yeah. Oh, you have. Yeah, okay. it's a disaster. Mm, I mean, it sounds disgusting. I'm not looking for wheat thins to be their own snack. I'm looking for them to be the conveyance a for vehicle. other things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mostly cheese. A hundred percent, mostly sharp cheddar cheese. Yep. Sharper the better. But Thank not you. extra sharp. Uh, well, it depends. I don't want extra sharp orange. I see. I'll have an extra sharp sharp white. Gotcha. An extra sharp white. <laughs> yeah, that, that slipped out. From uh, Vermont. Um, all right. I'd well, like a cabot. I'd like a wheel of cabot extra sharp. If someone wants to send me a cabot in Vermont, they make the best cheddar. Just send me some some white cheddar. <laughs> Just, all right everyone don't fedex it yeah don't fedex it um thank you all for listening thank you all for supporting segways for supporting segways uh we're gonna thank our patreon supporters you can also become a patreon supporter at patreon.com slash excellent adventure we record two bonus episodes every month And we also read the names of our $5 and above supporters. There's also a massive back catalog of Patreon episodes. So if you have run out of our regular show. Then run into those. Yep. So thanks to everybody. If you're at the $5 level or above, you get your name right on the podcast each month. I said that. Thank you. I'm just saying it because I just pulled the email up. So obviously... Thanks to the following people. <laughs> Anonymous in Brooklyn. Mary Myra. Crescent Martin. Elizabeth Kamani. Marina Breed. Nicola Hill. Regan Parsons. Bradley Johnson. Uh, Lynn Nugent. Claire Dealey. Joanna Reinwald. Kaylee Hendrickson. Satish Palalamari. Michelle Chudzinski. Uh, Karen Perelman. Sir Reginald Pennybottom. Maria Bishop. Jenny Fick. Katie Lucy. Eliza. Wendy Fick. Nancy Olson. Christina. Rob Bine. Gita Drury. Mara Fass. Amanda Schramm. Olga Zilstra. Rebecca Dowson. Mary Messick. Kristen Anderson. Lauren Schultz. Carrie L. Jane Ennis. Uh, Tiffany Stevens. Nicholas Skidmore. Laura Bennett. Jennifer T. Brennan. Christine Kelly. Deanna McLean. Uh, Melanie Braunbeck. Samantha. Brian Gusky. Sarah Lauer. Shauna Mandel. Narantha Balagopal. Uh, Rachel Kuzma. And Danielle Nusaforo. Thank you all so very much. We'll see you next week on The Bake Off. Bye. Bye.